Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And this week we'll be taking a belated look at the end of season seven, seven blur, I don't know what you want to call it, <laughs> seven A, seven and a half, I don't know what you want to call it. Yes, the Angels Take Manhattan. Uh, so, yes, we do apologise um, to anyone who was, you know, really waiting for this episode. I <laughs> was out, hoping you know. we'd finish ever putting out a podcast. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> we're back. We're back, we're back. Yeah, um, yeah, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, um, or, or fortunately, depends on the way you look at it, really. Um, yeah, my my visitors stayed longer than anticipated, so um, our planned recording for last Monday night never happened. So, mm. yeah, so hence we're, uh, we're recording now. So, um, what's been happening since we've been away, Paul? Not a lot. <laughs> no. Not really. No, not a lot. Not a lot. Well, let's let's start off with the with the with the dreaded ratings. Um, the overnight ratings in the, in the UK for Angels to Take Manhattan was five point nine million viewers, which was a twenty six point nine percent of the total TV audience for that evening. Yeah, so, yeah. Now the weird thing was in the last sort of five minutes of that show, it peaked at six point four million. So, right. you, so you must have all like you know the ghouls switching over to say right, I wonder how they die. <laughs> yeah, you know. So um, yeah, so it peaked at that. But that it, I suppose you could say it, that five point nine was the average, which wasn't bad. It's close, close to six million. So it's not bad at all. Well, perhaps lots of people just like the lottery show that follows and was just getting ready. <laughs> well, that's the only reason I tune in every week. Obviously, <laughs> you just let the telly warm up, don't yeah. you? Forty-five <laughs> minutes before the lottery show. <laughs> Well, as usual, the highest prime of the day was the bloody X Factor with 8.7 million viewers, but that's nowhere near the giddy heights it used to be. Um, And Doctor Who was up against Red or Black, uh, which only achieved 3.5 million. Did they get any extra viewers later on to see see Ant and Dick die? (laughs) (laughs) Die on their arse each week, I think. (laughs) Yeah, so... um... Now, obviously, the final figures haven't been released yet, so obviously it, it, the uh, that end figure should rise, yeah, probably by another million or so. Um, however, the audience appreciation index uh, for the Angel Take Manhattan was eighty-eight. Yes, is that the highest or did the Dalek one? Uh, I think the Dalek one was. Oh, I can't remember. Wasn't that eighty-nine? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, uh, but apparently that uh, score of eighty-eight puts it into the excellent category. Ah, so uh, or into the cyber leader category. So, yes, indeed. Yes, <laughs> excellent category. So um, yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Um, yes. I, I don't know if it's just because you know um, people were just being ghoulish and they just enjoyed the fact that ponds were out of it, or they just generally enjoyed the uh, the episode itself. So it's enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, but I think the press had a, a, a reasonably good reaction towards this story. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I've tried not to to look too much at what other people have said. No, I've same. I haven't listened to any um, any other podcasts, um, which is uh, just to so I didn't cloud my own judgment on anything. Yes, really. Um, but we, we, we actually we, we both admit we did listen to one podcast, didn't we? Yeah. Who so? Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, that hasn't really uh, <laughs> hasn't really clouded our judgment at all. No. Um, okay. Other news because we're, we're straight into review territory now. We'll leave that for later. Um, other news now. A few weeks ago, um, I don't know if we actually spoke about this, did we? About 
Doctor Who being filmed in New Zealand. No. We, we didn't talk about that, did we? Well, there was sort of like... Um, a, Matt Smith expressed a, a wish to film in New Zealand, and then this whole, all this thing came out about um, Peter Jackson was interested. He would very much like to um, direct an episode of Doctor Who, then Caroline Skinner said, we'd like to make it happen, but probably money would uh, would stop it from happening. So, um, But now, an Australian MP is campaigning for Doctor Who to be filmed in Australia. So, so it goes, uh, a man by the name of George Christensen, mm. who is a member of the Federal Nationals Party. Right. I don't know what, what that is. Um, apparently, he's, he's, he's not... <laughs> You're slightly worried. <laughs> we don't know what sort of party we're, we're promoting here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, um, this is this is interesting. Actually, he wants. Should we list all the other candidates that made <laughs> at this point, just for the readings of balance? And long as there's a Kevin Phillips bong in there, but... <laughs> um, if you know Monty Python, you know what that is. Um, now he wants to bring it to Australia to for 2015, which is the 50th anniversary of when Doctor Who was first broadcast in Australia. Yeah. So, which is. That's quite a nice idea, really. I mean, to be fair, it makes some sort of sense. They've done America. Yeah, why not? It's got a following in Australia. Yeah. Um, quite large, so why why, shouldn't, why not film yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Now, he's been quoted as saying, as an avid Doctor Who fan, I would love to see the TARDIS materialise in Australia, and most importantly, it would be a tremendous boost to tourism in Bowen and the Whitsundays, uh, which obviously his, his area in, is in Queensland, I think it is. Right. Um, and yeah, so as well to the local economy. So there you go. Apparently, he's also written a letter to Stephen Moffat as well. So he's really going for it. And he's oh. also started an online petition. So, so if, if we've got any listeners down under, yes, yes, um, get sign his petition. Yeah, um, yeah. What? What? Why what not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Indeed. Well, um, actually, we'll, we'll send a, a, a put a link to um, to that petition on on the show notes. I think. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Just in case we do have any uh, listeners down under. They've Why been not? doing different genres for this series. They could do a skippy one. <laughs> <laughs> did they do? Did they do any others? Any other sort of like programs like that, um, like Skippy? Did they do Flipper as well? Or was that American? That might have been American. Oh, I can't remember now. Maybe they should do one for like the Paul Hogan show. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> I don't know. I... Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I'll have to bleep this one out. Remember that character called Leo Wanker? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it was some sort of stunt man? He wore that balaclava with a big moustache. I have got vague memories of that. Do you remember? Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, there we go. Um, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, um, moving swiftly on. Uh, the Gunpowder Plot game. You might remember it was the last uh, Doctor Who uh, free-to-download adventure games uh, for the PC. Um, it's won a Welsh BAFTA. Uh, congratulations. Uh, yes, it won in the Digital Creativity and Games category. Yes. Yes. As well it, as, as well it should be in that category. It should, indeed. Indeed. So, um, yes. So there you go. That was that's, well, well done. Well done. I, say, I, I think it's quite fitting that it was, it was the last of the, last of the adventure games. Yes, that it should win a prize. So that's uh, that's brilliant. Well done. Actually, as a side note, um, Doctor Who and Sarah Jane Adventures lost out in all the categories they were nominated in. Yes, unfortunately. 
So the Impossible Astronaut lost out to Shirley, which was that biopic about Shirley Bassey. When the River Song was up for uh, a gong in the sounds category. Yeah, we, we mentioned that before, didn't we? Mm. Mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was beaten by um, a film called Patagonia. And the other one, The, the Curse of Clyde Langer, uh, lost out to... Now, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. <laughs> right? We're not back to your Welsh pronunciation. Yes, we are. We? Now, it, it's it's spelt D-I-M. That's, that's the first word. And then B-Y-D. So, dim bird, dim bid, dim brid. I, I don't know how the hell you pronounce it. So, um, And Eve Miles also missed out um, for the uh, Best Actress category as well. Um, so, it's a bit, a, bit of, a bit of a come down there. It's a bit of a disappointment, that news site, uh, the particular news item, wouldn't it? Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's heartbreaking part of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> right, now... Um, did, did we get any more listeners for us for that bit? I, I, probably not. <laughs> We've been away for two weeks. Of course, we haven't got any more <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, now, a couple of weeks ago, or more than a couple of weeks ago now, we mentioned uh, an event that was um, called uh, Recon. Yes, because we couldn't go. We couldn't go. and this weekend. Yeah, indeed. So, um, And no one's emailed us, so obviously either none of our listeners went, or none of our listeners cared... Or we haven't got any listeners, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's, I think it's the last one, actually. Um, yeah, so a little bit of news came out of the um, discussion that was held afterwards. And also, um, it's really sort of Dan Hall outlined some of the plans that BBC Worldwide has got for releases for the call, uh, for during next year. So, um, we've got... And apparently there's one more box set to come. Uh, yeah. Which is the legacy set of uh, which says here Sharda and more than thirty years in the TARDIS, yeah, uh, which are due to come out after the Claws of Axos special edition. Now, I didn't know they were doing a special edition on Claws of Axos, but but does this mean that you can now see and hear Pigbing Josh in high <laughs> definition? <laughs> so, totally remastered, yes. <laughs> See the the crust of filth on his face and getting close up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so also next year release we've got Terror of the Zygons, Mind of Evil, and Reign of Terror. Yes. Um, and I think I don't know if there's going to be another. Um, I think there might be another revisitations box set as well. Reading in between the lines here, which is going to include. Um, well, there's going to there's, there's going to be four. Is it four more revisitations ones? Or which one is Inferno, which they've already announced? And yeah. Well, yeah. on the way to doing. So, I don't know if it's going to be like mm. a recitation single release or box set. I think, yeah. they're, I, think they're, I think they're individual releases, aren't they? I wish they'd tell us which ones because there are still some I haven't got. And you think it is going to be typical that I'm going to buy one of those just yeah. before they announce they're doing the revisitation of it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know. I just I just recently bought Revisitations box sets two and three because they're now down at a more reasonable price. Yeah, um, and all I can say is that Tony's going to get a lot of my double DVDs. <laughs> yes. Well, this is what I'm slightly worried about because I'm already collecting a certain amount of those. Yeah. And the problem for Tony is they're going to be he's going to end up with two copies, mine and yours, of the original. <laughs> Well, I think you can probably tell when, when something like that's going to happen because the price on the single DVD release shoots right up. Yes. Because you can't get the like any more original 
um, sort of presses yeah. anymore. So you get like some of the resellers on Amazon or, or something like that. Um, they did that with uh, Tomb of the Cybermen when I was looking around at one point, and it was going for over twenty two pounds. Yeah, and re- basically because it's been re released as part of one of the revisitations box set. So obviously someone's just trying to sort of cash in on the fact. Oh, it's really rare; you can't buy it anymore. Well, I think they do once they actually have announced what they're going to do. They withdraw the the old version, I think, from yeah, that's right, yeah. sale and. But, uh, ready to bring out the new one. But. Yeah. Well, there was also... Um, I suspect we're going to face the fact they're going to do it with everything. Uh, uh, probably. They're, I mean, I suppose they've well, got, suppose got, they've got some, to Blu-ray I suppose where they've got they? something they can add to it. I mean, some mm. of the earlier stuff, they may not now have yeah. any more people they can interview. Well, they keep sort of like putting new stuff on these revis- revisitation yeah. um, episodes. So, well, I don't know. Might might be good. Might be good. Who knows? Now, um... There was also some more uh, news released about those missing episodes that were found, uh, yeah. which was the, the uh, missing episodes of Galaxy 4 and the Underwater Menace. Now, Galaxy 4, it, um, they're saying it's still in the process of being restored, but it might it's hoped to be released alongside another title next year. Yeah. So, but, the, un, but the status of the Underwater Menace uh, wasn't, wasn't clarified, so we, we no. still don't know what, what's happening with that. Um, well, they have got more of that, haven't they? They have now. That, that... You wonder whether they're still weighing up whether they can actually cartoonize the the missing episodes to make a complete series now on that. Yeah, possibly. Um, well, so they said they wouldn't do more than they couldn't do more than two episodes, didn't they, of any series? Yeah. Well, this this is what leads into the next picture because it then went on to the animation of Reign of Terror. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they showed episode four um, at the event and. Dan Hall explained that it was unlikely, as you as you said, it was unlikely that more than two episodes could be anima- animated, really because because of the budgets. Yeah, yeah. But he said there were no formal announcements of further forthcoming a- animated episodes at present, so it doesn't look like it's on it's sort of on their list of priorities at the moment. No, but uh, which is a bit of a shame. Now um, they also went on about Sharda as well, which I, I sort of briefly mentioned at the beginning. Um, it won't be a complete version of the story, okay? So Dan Hall yeah. felt it, it was not um, his role to create new material. So, um, and he reckons that should be a decision made by the BBC rather than BBC Worldwide. I can sort of see that as a yeah. So um, now I, I just wanted that one. I mean, Ian, Ian Levine must be pretty sort of gutted that his version's never going to see the light of day. No. It it is a bit strange, and you just think, could something have been? Could some arrangement have come out of that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless he can find another another outlet to to release it on. Yeah, but I, I doubt the BBC would let him. No, to be honest, it's a shame. It's a shame, really. I'd I'd like to see it more out of interest more than anything else. I really yeah. would. But ah uh, oh well, oh well. We shall. Um, so so if if we get any more news on that, we'll. Um, Obviously, you'll, you'll hear it here last. Yes. Because so, we're always, we seem to be two weeks behind everyone else at the yes, moment. Right, yeah. <laughs> right okay. Now, um, another thing we've we've sort of championed on here is the Power of the Daleks fan film. Yes. And the final part was released yesterday at 7pm. Well, well, I say, you've championed it and keep telling me to watch, watch it. it. I know, I know. You um, you, sh- you should do. <laughs> you I, really will, should I will do. do when I get round to, to finding the time at the moment. Uh, well... 
Now, um, that's, that's not a that's not a reflection on how good or whatever this this is, is. It's just I haven't had time. Haven't had the time. Right. Well, um, yeah. So you can watch that online now. Um, now, apparently, there's going to be a screen of the of the entire film uh, going to take place at the Riverside Reflections Convention on Sunday, the twenty first of October, which is being held by the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, and it's going to be shown in uh, high definition as well. So, um, so if anyone wants to see it in its entirety on a, a bigger screen, then head on over to that on Sunday the 21st of October. Yeah, I, must yeah, say, I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't watched this last episode myself yet, so um, I should probably, uh, probably do that later on this evening. Hmm. Maybe we'll, we'll, give, uh, we'll give our opinion next week. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Well, we've been away for two weeks. Um, someone else has been away for two weeks as well. It's, it's that, that that despot from the Antimatter universe. It's time for Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! And in the Tack Corner this week, first up, for your, for your delight, we have another Doctor Who figure collector's set. Right, and this one is the Three Doctors collector's set. Now, um, it doesn't actually feature the Three Doctors. Um, it actually features the Brigadier, a Gel Guard... And Joe Grant. Now, have, have you yeah. had a chance to look at this yourself yet, Paul? I haven't. No. Right, okay. Now, the gel guard, I've got to admit, looks pretty good, to be honest, as, as yeah. those sort of things. It, it, was, it was a pretty sort of crappy effect, even for 1972, really. Um, yeah. But it does... It, it looks quite good. It's probably not as colourful as the original one, looking at this photograph, but, you know, it, it you can tell exactly what it is. Um... The one, the figure of the Brigadier is really good as well, um, and I don't think if this is this is the first Brigadier figure. Uh, it might be certainly since we've been looking at them. Yeah, I'm not conscious of seeing another one, but it's no. in, his, in his full um, sort of dress uniform, holding his uh, his Browning automatic pistol, and I must admit, it does actually look like him. Yeah, as well as it's, it's quite a good figure. However, the same can't be said for the Katie Manning figure. Yes, I'm just having a look at it now, actually. Oh, right, okay. Oh, live. This is live. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's not very good, is it? No. No. Now, um, now this has already been mentioned on the one podcast we both listened to this week, which is the Pharos Project. Yeah. And I'm also going to say exactly the same thing in the same incredulation that, <laughs> that they said it as well. The Joe Grant figure comes with alternate arms. Yes. And a removable... And a removable now, if it's G- Gillet or Gillet or Gillet, I've got no idea what that is. Do you know what a, a, a Gillet or Gillet is? Or Gilly? It's it's not something that I've come across before. No. <laughs> at least, at least if it's, <laughs> it's a slang word for something. <laughs> I just, but what, what, I mean, I don't remember Joe Grant having removable arms in, ah, the, in the episode, actually. Right. <laughs> I can tell you what it is. Oh, what, what a, 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 a gilet, whatever it's called? Or? Yes, it's the sort of uh, body warmer thing she's got on. Oh, what, the furry... Yes. So, so that would explain in the removable arms, because that forms part of the arms as well. Well, no, it says alternate arms. Well, it's got to be without without gillet sleeves, then. Yeah, perhaps you, perhaps you can take the sleeves off as well. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Yes. Oh, so now, so now we know. Now we know what... Uh, well, it's gillet. Let's just call it a gillet. <laughs> so, we're from, we're from South East London. It's a gillet, all right? 
Yeah. <laughs> now, um, okay, so you can um, pre-order that uh, from Forbidden Planet. It's an exclusive to Forbidden Planet as well. Uh, for the princely sum of £26.99, which, again, sounds pretty excessive, really. Um, it's not a um, release until next year, and it's expected on the 3rd of January, 2013. Yeah. So if, you, if you can wait that long. Ah, what to spend your Christmas cash on? I know, I mean, I, I'm quite sure there's plenty of people out there who will spend hours of endless fun. Joe Grant, gill it on, gill it off. That's it. Oh, I'm just sort of pulling it across the face so it looks more like Joe Grant. <laughs> <laughs> what if it comes with red knickers as well? <laughs> I just clearly remember seeing her knickers in that one, but never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the wonders of Paul's television. <laughs> Freeze frame in high def. <laughs> It doesn't tell you which which colour underwear the brigadiers wear. <laughs> uh, khaki, of course. <laughs> uh, right now, an- another another item in Omega's Tack Corner this week. I-, I can't wait. There's a new trading card game coming. Oh, good! Hooray! Um, Tops Europe and BBC Worldwide uh, are going to bring out a new Doctor Who trading card game next year. I've got absolutely no other details on it. Apparently, Tops previously had a Doctor Who connection. They did uh, sticker collections. Right. Uh, which they first released back in 2006. Um, however, Louise Ramplin, who is a top Europe... They stuck them some car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Louise Ramplin, who is Tops, uh, Tops Europe's entertainment, entertainment marketing manager, said, <laughs> um, Doctor Who has always been a highly successful licence for us, uh, for our sticker collections. Uh, so we're very excited to have a brand new Doctor Who trading card game to add to our portfolio. Mm. Right. I, I can't imagine too many people getting excited about this, to be honest. No. I'm certainly not. <laughs> um, what we need... Not if it hasn't got a removable gillet. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we need... No bloody trading card games. What we need is a decent bloody Doctor Who game for a console or, or, or the PC. Not that load of old rubbish that was the Eternity Clock. I suspect that's going to cost them a little bit more than printing up some cards. Probably, probably. But that's what the that's what the public wants, damn it. Not trading card games. Good God. Oh, rant over. Now, uh, the last um, item in Omega's Tack Corner this week. You can now buy a range of Doctor Who homeware, which has been launched by BBC Worldwide. And it is a... Um, well, apparently it's 14 products in total. It's um, a collection of jugs, mugs, cups, teapots, cards, notepads and gift wrap, as well as textiles and kitchen accessories. Yeah, because uh, they all go together. Oh, yeah, don't they? Um, now they will, Apparently it says they'll be available in shops from the end of next month. So right. it's, it's the end of, end of November. J- again, just in time for Christmas. Yes. So, um, now... They might I, sell some of the gift wrap. I can see that going then. Yeah, I must admit, some of the mugs aren't too bad. No, I did have a look, and it wasn't too bad. No, I, I, yeah, I do quite hmm. like the um, the Cyberman mug. Yes, I've got to be honest; that looks quite good. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's 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 not the usual sort of stuff, really. I suppose it's a bit more stylized. Well, stylized is not no, perhaps it, the word, but no, it's no, not. I, th- I think you're right. Actually, it's more stylized. A straight picture sort yeah. of thing, is it? Yeah, see it. on I, the mugs. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they've got pictures of like cups and saucer sets, 
um, which is basically just looks the same as the, the mugs, really. Um, doesn't really lend itself to a cup and saucer, I don't think, but definitely for a mug. No. Yeah, you can see the odd individual mug you'd have, but yeah, when when people come round, do you really want to get that set of tea set out? <laughs> you get the best china out, and out come the Doctor Who cups and saucers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the vicar's always well, carry, the vicar's always for tea that, on a Sunday. When was the last time I ever had to get the tea set? Exactly. Out? <laughs> I think it was a funeral. <laughs> oh dear. Right, well, that, that pretty much wraps up the news for this week. Um, yeah, I, I, actually, I, I've got no idea how much this stuff costs yet either. Um, yeah. But it's... it's uh, no, that we'll find out at the end of next month. Yes. So it's bound to be on the BBC shop, I would have thought, first of all. But uh, there we go. There we go. So, um, coming up after this is our review of The Angels Take Manhattan. So, for another week then, that was the news. <laughs> Right, folks. Well, for the last time, um, for, for for a couple of months at least, uh, we're reviewing our last episode of new new Doctor Who, which is I can't believe we're, we're through it already. Actually, can't believe. The problem it. with five episodes, isn't it? Yeah. It's just going to go so quickly. Yeah, it didn't seem long enough, did it? So anyway, here we go then with our review of the Angels Take Manhattan. This place is policed by angels. Every time you try to escape, you get zapped back in time. So this place belongs to the angels. They, they built it. Displacing someone back in time creates time energy, and that is what the angels feed on. But normally it's a one-off, a hit and run. If they could keep hold of their victims, feed off their time energy over and over again. This place is a farm. A battery farm. How many angels in New York? It's like they've taken over every statue in the city. Yeah, the angels take Manhattan because they can, because they've never had a food source like this one, the city that never sleeps. Okay, um, what do you think, Paul? I think it's your turn first. Oh, is it my turn? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Or do you want me to go first? Oh, yeah, as soon as I've opened the floor to you, Paul, so you go for it. I think I really enjoyed this. Uh, With one or two exceptions. Yeah, I, I'm of the same opinion, actually. Yeah. So, so girls, what what did you like about and it? Then? Particularly, actually, just the even the the pre-credit sequence. Mm-hmm. I thought had just got the atmosphere completely right. It was to pre- set up the rest of the story. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a nicely sort of set up uh, sort of for, for the for the episode, really, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, set what, up the genre of it. Yeah. And the pacing of it, but when it got to that, one thing I liked when they got when that detective got to the hotel, and they didn't make use of it again later on, which I, I thought was a bit of a missed opportunity. But all the old people in yeah. the window, yeah, and obviously the then you sort of cottoned on later on it was actually the, peop- the sort of people trapped in there by the angels, yeah, and they're the, the sort of the, the little girl trying to signal to keep your eyes, yeah, open exactly. So um, that was that was really really good. I like the the. The bit where he found the wallet in there as well, yeah, with his ID is exactly the same ID card, and um, just yeah, just just older and more crumpled and yeah, whatever. So that was a nice little nice little touch. Um, but then when he was escaping uh, the room after trying to get away from the angels, all the tension from him was completely ruined by yet again they crank the the mix up on the music, yeah, and it totally ruined. It didn't need it. At that point, really, it really didn't. 
No, I mean the, the tension actually is just in the the deathly atmosphere, isn't it? That's it's, it. You don't need music to to build no. that up, Rip. To, uh, you know whatsoever. Um, but again, it was quite another quite long um, pre-titles sequence, wasn't it? Yeah, but you could understand it did actually tell the set the story up, didn't it? Yeah. Whereas I think some of the other ones that have been quite long, you've sort of thought yourself, why? When do you want to go to the credits? Do you want to go to the credits now? Yeah, you're sort of <laughs> willing it to go on, aren't you? Yeah. 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 And you thought this is just overly panning this out. Yeah. But you didn't with this. You actually. No, I I, I really liked it. Um, did you think we could we could get the elephant in the? Uh, for me, it's an elephant in the room anyway. Um, Statue of Liberty. Yes. This this is one of the the few exceptions to yeah. my liking it, but I suppose it's difficult, isn't it? Because you have got this point that if you're going to set it, I mean, you, you wonder actually what came first: the idea of setting it in Manhattan, mm. then you could have the Statue of Liberty as a as an angel, or oh, is it set in Manhattan because they wanted to use the Statue of Liberty as an angel? Well, I think it's one of those things. They were damned if they didn't, damned if they didn't. If yeah. they if they hadn't have put it in, they would have yeah, said, once, well, you, you, once, once, you, you got the was... big, you got the biggest weeping angel ever, yeah. And they didn't use it, and then they have used it, and people have slagged it off, yeah. Um, and I think for probably for very good reasons. A, it was it was poorly used, yeah. It didn't really add anything to the story, did it? No, to be honest. Um, the whole thing of it moving. Yeah, there's as a well. big loud footsteps. Yeah, uh, which so- which does come to the point of you find yourself trying to watch this, and yeah, yeah, I can quite accept that the idea of this is going to happen. Yeah, but then you find yourself this part of you that's saying, yeah, but if it's making that much noise, someone surely is going to come out to have a look, and the minute they do that, it's going to be frozen and can't move. Well, so it'd never get to anywhere it wanted to get it to. Consider that they actually. Mentioned in the um, the whole reason for the angels being that it's the perfect city for me. It's the city that never sleeps. Yeah. So there's going to be people out all the time. All the time looking at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was a bit daft. You thought really. all it needed was them to it it some sort of shot of the Statue of Liberty with the face changing to the angel scream. Hmm. And that would have been enough, I think. That would have satisfied yeah, everybody. It yeah, it didn't really need it to walk Without it town actually having and... to move to the building. Yeah, that's it. Um, it did, that's sort of what you just suggested there. There was um, a really creepy BBC drama, I think it's back in the early 80s, um, called, it was called Badger by Owlite. Right. And it's never been released on DVD. I don't even think I've, it's been repeated since either. But there's this really creepy um, thing, and it scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. There was this painting of uh, Jesus right. on the wall. And anything, any time, and it was just like a normal sort of, I don't know it's meant to be a famous painting or anything like that, but any time something evil happened in the house, it would just the the picture, and it, you didn't. There's no special effects or anything. It just switched, they obviously just switched the painting, but it Jesus was now had a big grin on his face. Anytime something evil happens, like his house was right. everything was possessed in it, um, and they suddenly uh, seemed to there was some somebody twigged that it was all linked to this painting, 
and they threw it on the fire. When they did that, um, like the the the, the painter Jesus was screaming. Right. But again, you say you didn't see it moving around. It it just it didn't move from it from its place on the wall. No. And it just and it was really effective. Yeah, and it just yeah, it just didn't need to actually move. Yeah. It just needed people to say yes, we know. Yeah. What what we should be doing here, and this is it. Yeah. And just had the face change or an arm move. Yeah. It was, or I whatever, think, I think some and that would have been enough. I think some people before they said, well, they can't use the Statue of Liberty because it's not stone. Well, they never actually said it has to be a stone statue. No. <laughs> it's any statue. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I do pick holes in the strangest of things. I really do. Um, actually, I, I must admit, when I was watching this, and I, was said, and I, I did enjoy it, but there's a hell of a lot wrong with, with, with the plot. And I suppose you could say continuity. It wasn't the best story in the world, if I, if if I'm no. honest. To me, it wasn't. But it was just so brilliantly acted. Yeah, that I could ignore I, all that and and directed. I think has yeah. to be said. Yeah, the I, pacing of it was. We've said about other previous episodes this series have been slightly strange in pacing. Mm. This actually, I think, just flowed seamlessly. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think so. Um, it would it just. I think really just a few things felt a little bit sort of convenient just to move the plot along. Like, um, well, we'll come to the bit when Rory gets the hotel um, later on. But um, there's one thing I, I, I want. I, well, there's actually two things I don't want Doctor Who to ever do again. Mm-hmm. Okay, one is please let's stop these Doctor Who reference. We had another one, and it's really getting tiresome. <laughs> yeah, I think they are. I hopefully this is just them playing with it. They've done it to death for enough this, <laughs> for, this, for these five episodes. Yeah, you know enough. You, so to establish the fact yeah, that you know he really has wiped himself out of history. Yeah, I mean they've done it now. Leave it. Yeah. And the other thing, please let's never ever open an episode after the credits with a, a sting song. I've <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get it. He's an alien in New York. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. It's almost groaning juicing, really, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a bad pun. <laughs> yeah, again, though, you can see that they just thought, "Oh, come on!" It's as bad as when they use um, London Calling in uh, Die Another Day, a James Bond film. Yeah, you know, it's it just seems wrong using sort of. I don't know if you can ever call Sting pop music. <laughs> Was he? <laughs> And then in a minute I'll say, "Oh, is he? Is he? Is he number one on the hit parade?" In a minute, <laughs> so... well-known beat combo. <laughs> oh, you don't get enough beat combos these days. I've got to no. be honest; you really don't. Um, obviously, we, we get to the bit with the book that the Doctor's reading in, in Central Park. Yeah, I'm not too sure how I. This is this is nothing. I'm not quite the other sure. Bit? I can. I like. I quite like the idea of that. Yeah. I like the idea of the fact that the book's written down and this is how they find out what's going on. Mm. I'm not too sure about whether I like the idea of once it's written down, it can't be changed. Yeah, I, I was going to say, so why why do that? Why restrict yourself? Yeah. And I think it was, it was just done to write Rory and Amy out. Yeah. And no other real reason. I don't know. It just seems a really peculiar thing to do because that's the that's their future. Yeah, so, but it almost it actually it almost seems to have been done just so that they could do the 
River breaking her wrist mm. and the Doctor fixing it. Yeah. Which I'm also not sure about. No, I'm not sure about this. You know, he can use... You know, like so, use, so all it, those other people he just let die. Yeah. That with, he could have saved. Yeah, with a little bit of regeneration energy. Is that what we're saying? They just wasn't important enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that that was a bit... It did seem really out of place. Yeah. Um, I know they could... Okay... Quite easy to say, it's just a facet of the Doctor we've never seen before. Like like um, during David Tennant's um, time in the TARDIS, this whole thing about um, sort of reading people's minds and stuff like that. Yeah, you know that that was that's all new. But um, so they could okay, you could say this is a, a new facet to to the Doctor, but it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, and I, and I you know I don't I don't want to unless talk. it's. Leading some, I mean, I suppose it's the calling back that she used her regeneration to to save him. Him, yeah. Maybe just he was hardly yeah. doing a similar deed, was he? Well, it was only a broken wrist. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, yeah. I mean, getting back to this whole book thing. I mean, I, I don't quite get this whole thing about you know if you read it, then it's it's set in stone. Well, yeah. How can it be? It's their personal future. Which surely, yeah. which surely can be changed. It hasn't happened yet. And 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 you, are you now giving yourself a a big stick to which to beat yourself with in future episodes? Because mm. you in the you, fact that if anything is now foretold, yeah. exactly. Now I'm, I'm okay. It's got to happen. I mean, Doctor Who ignores its own continuity for the sake of moving the plot along a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but fans I, don't. Yeah, no, no, fans <laughs> certainly don't. Um, and but, I think that yeah, you're just going to have a lot of angry fans at some yeah, point in the future. Because if they now ignore this, because this has now been set up as as a a major plot point to write two characters out. Yeah. So if you're going to forget it in the future, so it'd be interesting to see what they where they go with this. Yeah. To be honest, it really will be. Um. Yeah. So anyway, um, we we were talking about bad continuity as well. This is the the other bit. I, I suppose you could you can. You could ignore it, but it was there anyway. Um, what what they did with the angels. Now, I like the fact they've gone back to them putting people into different points in time, feeding off the time energy. Yeah, back to you know, back to that again. But the amount of times, especially at the end with, with that massive Statue of Liberty, when, when no one was looking at it, and it, yeah, it did nothing. It did nothing. Um, and also, I did sit there and I was thinking to myself. So who's watching that now? Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, and, what we didn't see was there was the crowd of people around the bottom of it looking up. So yeah, taking taking photographs, yeah. Um, and also the angels looking at each other. Yeah. Um, which had already been you know, established that the fact that they look at each other, then they will turn to stone or become yeah. fixed. What do we say about Doctor Who fans and taking oh, no, continuity? Continuity, yeah. So, But, hey, I mean... <laughs> To be quite honest, it, it was so well done with the angels just surrounding them mm. when they were trying to escape out the hotel. It, it, but that was that was the was major get-out of Blink, wasn't it? Yeah. Was the fact that when the TARDIS dematerialised, De- dematerialised yeah. the, the, the angels that are surrounding it cancelled each other out. Yeah. So, ah, oh well. He wrote that one as well, didn't he, Stephen Moffat? Yeah. So I suppose he can he can ignore anything he reads his story. Yeah. He can do what he likes with it, I suppose. But uh, but like I say, if, if we're bringing this up now, then wait until they bring up something that's written down that isn't followed. Yeah, I know, I know. The, the, the fans will just go explode, won't they? 
Yes. Oh dear. Um, now the one that actually talking about the angels, what I did like was um, the cherubs. Yeah. I thought that was really really good. It was the creepy little giggle and sort of the patter of feet. As I mean, well. I, I like the whole actual when Rory's taken from Central Park. Hmm. Just the fact you actually don't even see it happen. No, exactly. You just know there's um, one of the one of the one st- of the statues, statues gone. just gone from the fountain. Yeah, and you can hear the the giggle on that. Yeah. And the next thing, he's in 1930s. I thought that 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 was good. That was good. Um, now the one thing I, I wasn't, I thought was a bit of a a pointless character, and it was just purely there to just get them there or to get River to have her arm um, or a wrist broken. Was Mike McShane's character? Yeah, I mean, other than to set up the the story in the first place, that's it, really, wasn't it? And, and what happened to his um, his hired muscle at the end? Where do they yeah. disappear to? Perhaps, perhaps they obviously don't work nights. I mean, <laughs> do you know what the overtime was like in that like, period of time in New York? <laughs> I don't know, I just thought, where the hell did they go? What, what actually but... caught me there, if you were to talk about continuity, is the fact that all the way through the two-parter in Series 5, mm. nothing can hold back the angels. Here he's got six locks on a wooden door. Yeah. He's keeping them at bay. Yeah, and he's got... And it's he's... only when they leave the door open that they can get through. Are we, are we, is he now sort of introducing vampire mythology into this now? They can't go unless they're asked, you know. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I was trying to figure out why he was so interested. I know you saw he was a collector. Yeah. Um, why he was so keen on on collecting an angel? Why those two outside his building were so keen to get in? Was it just because he had that angel? Yeah. Chained I mean, what, up. What, they, what she said was, you know, it's screaming. But was so that? It's obviously, it's obviously calling for help. But was that angel there, sort of chained up in his room, when he sent that detective off? Because I sort of get the impression that no. Uh, yeah, don't know, that one. Because yeah, why would he have sent the guy for if he already had one? Because he went off the, to... That was his... You know, sent yeah. him off to um, investigate, you know, sort of, you know, do you believe in, you know, statues can move? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just wonder what... Rob, Rewatched it. I thought, hang on a minute. There's, there's, is there something missing here? Well, and- to be honest, we don't know what the timescale is between that, the pre-credit sequence, and the the rest of the story, do we? There could have been two years have passed. Could have been. Yeah. There's no necessary that there has to have been a linear next day or something. No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I still get a sort of feeling that there's still some sort of story left untold. In this at the moment, because one thing we haven't picked up on. Well, no, no, uh, that was the end of the book. <laughs> well, no, one thing we, we we didn't mention in the last few weeks was the whole thing about the light bulbs flickering. Yeah, and I suppose we, I don't know if you're supposed to assume that that was the angels chasing Rory through time or something. Yeah, I don't know because you had that light bulbs flickering again, um, but it was never it was never mentioned, was it? No. So I'm beginning You'd to wonder. They'd have wrapped it up if yeah. that was. So we're getting to wonder if that's still going to rattle on. You might have bit. even had a little sequence of Rory and the other stories. Mm. 
with an angel somewhere nearby. Could be. Uh, ah, well. Oh, and you're not going to get that now because. No, exactly. Exactly. It's gone. Well, um. We think. <laughs> well, yeah, we think. We think. I, I, I don't know. I just got a sort of snagging suspicion it's not going to, um. Um, that's, that hasn't been finished with yet. Don't know why. Yeah. Don't know why. But, uh. Um, now that actually the whole thing of, um, Rory going into the Winter Key Hotel, whatever it was called, the, you know, the, the next, yeah. next to Battery Park. There wasn't any real reason for him to, to go, go there. in there, was there? No. There was for the detective because he was told to go there. To go there. So, but Rory just blindly stumbled into that creepy building and then stumbled into the, you know, not stumbled, but he just calmly walked into the lift that was sent down for him. It just seemed a little bit too convenient. Convenient, yeah. Yes. And I'm sort of picking holes in it, and that's how the, the, you know, the best of horror movies operate, don't they? There wouldn't be a horror movie if someone if someone said, don't open that door. I went, yeah. oh, all right then. And that that was the end of the film, you know, so... Um, yes, that place is haunted. Oh, I'm not going there. Not then. going there then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, okay, it, it was just a sort of plot contrivance, really. But... And it could have been the only building that had any lights on or whatever. Ah, yeah, that's it. But but again, they didn't make use of the... If they'd shown the people in the windows again... Yeah, some be- that... one of them beckoning him in. Yeah, something. that might have been a reason for him to yeah. to go in the building. But, oh well. But you don't, you don't know what's been cut, do you? No. There could have been something like that. Um, quite that to cut, because it was a 45-minute episode again. Yeah. Which was, I think, for a season... Well, it's not strictly a season finale, but when you, you, you know, your two main characters are leaving it, you think you'd give them a bit more time, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, but I don't think... It, necessarily, I'm not quite sure if it did need it. I suspect if we'd have had more time... Mm. What we might have ended up with is some sort of montage or something similar to David Tennant leaving. Or like when uh, Ian and Barbara left. Yeah. We just, it's just photos of them doing stupid things in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> that, that's, that, I suspect, would have happened with the extra time if they'd been given it. So yeah, I think probably right. the decision not to do it. <laughs> yeah, you could be right. You could be right. I'm not quite sure what they could have done else with the story. Well, it was it was all. That's why I think it was a very to me. It was a very very slight story, really. It, yeah. it wasn't his strongest story by a long shot. Um, but it, I, I still enjoyed the hell out of it, though. Yeah, and I've and I've criticised, you know, stories probably as slight as this and, and not like them. But I, as you said, the atmosphere was really good. Yeah. You know, um, it didn't sag at all at any yeah. point. I mean, that, that that was the thing with me. It it just went. You just got into it, and you was slightly, it was unaware of where you were in terms of time or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's it. In that's it. it. Um, I was going to say, um, okay, the he, Stephen Moffat was right this time. He didn't try and pull the wool over eyes. The the ponds did die, but not yes. in the way we thought. No. They just had a happy life together and died of old age. Yes, that's it. And I, I actually think that. If and he even gonna... sneaked in roaring dying, dying twice. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's what really ruined the impact of Rory seeing himself dying. Yeah, because you've seen him die so many times before, and that should have been the real emotional kicker. Yeah, 
for, for him anyway, and, and Amy. But Amy didn't seem to show much emotion at that point, did she? <laughs> well, she's seen him die several exactly, times. Exactly, that's so. what I mean. <laughs> and she knows he's standing behind her. Yeah, it, it so. just yeah, it, it just sort of because they've done it so often. Yeah, um, I mean, it did give them the good line though, didn't it? So I've died before and I've come back. Back, yeah. It's even he become sort of blasé about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that that maybe that that's. Maybe that's why the whole reason, as you said, that that, that line you just mentioned, it, it was to sort of draw it back to like an in joke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could be. We're well aware of what we've done with this character, and yeah, we're just going to have one last go at it. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, obviously, the whole thing is sort of about Rory and Amy's when they leap to their deaths to create the paradox. Um, it's all about um, marriage. Yeah, that's what we do. Now it's obviously um, sort of quite now set in stone that the Doctor and River are married. Well, yeah, we seem to have we had plenty of of husband mm. and my old man, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. In there, and it wasn't refuted. No, um, and the Doctor also when he um, mended River's wrist, he sort of kissed her hands, and he he yeah. kissed her on the cheek, and he's never done that before either, has he? No, he's all been very very. Sort of awkward in those situations, but this time he was sort of he was acting like a husband. <laughs> yeah, maybe we we sort of the um the whole river. And the one actually the one thing on that scene been saying about I'm not quite sure about the rest thing, wrist yeah. thing, but the thing about the hides his fa- hides behind the face of a twelve year old mm. and whatever you know, and saying about why why you get old and all this. Yeah, and he says, "Does it hurt?" And she goes, "Yes." Uh, and then my wrist does too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, there, there was some, there were some really good lines in it, and I think, yeah. and I, I must admit, this is the first time in a long, long time where I haven't been annoyed by River Song. Yeah, because we've sort of now you've lost that. Um... I, I was going to say the cockiness of the character because last series for me it was unbearable at point at, at, at points. Well, I suppose we're now into a position where. She doesn't know. I mean, up to most of last series, she knew what was happening. Because mm. it was her future, or her yeah. past, yeah. as the case may be. Whereas now, I suppose, we're just into a position where she knows as much as anybody else. So perhaps that cockiness has gone. Maybe. Because that's the thing, you don't know what period in time you're meeting River, do you? That's the whole no. the whole thing. Maybe that was meant to be a sort of an earlier, cockier... Yeah, well, she's now back to the professor now, isn't she? That's it, yeah. So she's sort of calmed down a little bit. If yeah. that's, I mean, if that's what it's supposed to be, then fair play to Alex Kingston, because she ha- she has sort of put a dividing line down the character, really, hasn't she? Yeah. So this this was sort of like early young River, this is older, wiser River. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's how it's done, then, you know, fair, fair play to her, really. If that's how it's been envisaged. You know. Yes. But uh, um, now the the doctor himself in this episode, I thought Matt Smith was fantastic as usual. I have read the odd comment where they thought, well, he wouldn't behave like that when Amy goes, and he sort of kind of gave up as well in the hotel room. But I think that's probably more to do with the fact the doctor was just so. I think he's probably just more angry at the situation because of this whole. You've now read it; it's got to happen. Yeah. It's almost, yeah, as if he's resigned himself to this is definitely all predetermined. Yeah. 
and it's sort of as if he and knows I can't do anything I about it. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, I think I think that's the way I read it anyway. I think that's what they were, that, that's what they were striving for. Yeah, rather than being petulant and you know and sort of just worrying about I'm never going to see you again if if you you know follow follow Rory. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it was the fact that it also felt slightly that he was fight, he'd failed. He's failed to his keep two, them both his safe. two best friends. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Now, what what did you think of their eventual departure? Yeah, I mean, I actually quite. I mean, as as ways to to write two characters out. Yeah, I thought it actually did work. I th- I thought Rory was a little bit shortchanged. Mm, yeah, to a certain extent, but mm. you've got to have that shock. Because he didn't really one get, character going. Yeah, he didn't really get much of a send off, did he? No, but like you say, it, like I say, it had to be sudden, didn't it? You couldn't yeah. have them both lamenting. Yeah, it just seemed a bit, bit. It just, I think, just a bit of a shame, really, because I think Rory was a was a damn good character. Yeah, um, I thought Arthur Darvall was a good actor as well, and it was just a shame he didn't get a a, a big moment, as it were. Well, I suppose he'd already had a chance to do his death scene, hadn't he, earlier in the episode? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was it wasn't as probably as sort of effective as maybe Karen Gillan's was. Yeah, with her speech. But that's always going to be. Yes. So, but it, it's always been about Amy and the Doctor, really, in terms of that, hasn't it? In terms of companion, I suppose Rory's never. You, you you couldn't have imagined it being Rory and the Doctor. But this whole five episodes, it's all been about Rory and Amy. Yeah, and their. And to be honest, then, at the know, end, it was. Yeah. But it was I, given the choice between any, any, even, even the fear of death. She'd rather take than she'd rather take death than not be with him. Mm. Yeah, I, I just, I just thought it was a shame that he didn't get a moment to say goodbye as well. Yeah, you know that was the. I tell, I tell you what, the odd bit about this episode was. Yeah, was the fact that when he was actually on the ledge, going back, going back now. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So that bit of Rory's on there, and he's asking her to push him. At what point would? That work. What pushing him off? Get, well, your, get your just, wife just, to commit murder. Hey, do you want her to live with the guilt that she's killed you all for the rest of her life if this doesn't work? Oh no, murdered. <laughs> yeah. And B, you know, you just you actually want her as far away as possible. You don't want her to witness you killing yourself, and you don't no, actually want her to kill you. I think what you'd write actually like is, is to her to keep her eye on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That that actually was the oddest point in 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 terms of Rory and Amy together. I mean, the jumping off together, I could quite accept. Yeah. But the fact that he'd ask her to push him. Yeah, this I must admit, it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit of odd request that one. (laughs) Oh dear. But I I did like. I mean, looking at um, Twitter that evening. it went absolutely berserk with people, in, you know, in floods of tears, and you know, it took them a day to recover. And um, I personally don't think it was that emotional. No, I really don't. I think that there was probably, um, I, I suppose you could say that the, the best sort of ones we've had. I suppose the only really good one we've had so far in the new series was Rose, when yeah. she left the first time. Yeah, you know, being cut off in the parallel universe. That I mean, fine they. You know, if I'd have left it there, it probably would have, would have kept its effect a little bit more. They kept bringing her back, though. Yeah. Um, but the, but the fact that you that they were together mm. softened it, didn't it? 
how, how do you how do you mean? Well, you mean the Doctor and Rose being together? Do you mean no, no? Sorry, I mean oh, Rory and Rory and Amy. So this one. And oh right, sorry. Impressed. Yeah, the fact that Amy and Rory were together. Well, it is sort of like they they've got their happy ever after. Yeah, haven't they it's really? Not quite. Yeah, not. Way yeah, Ed not would have expected. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's that's what I mean. I think it, they, you know, Moffat didn't lie. As I said, they did die, but it's just not in the way we thought. Yeah, or expected. No, I think really. You know, um, I think it was that case. I think I think people were they knew it's going to be the Weeping Angels. So I think people were expecting them to be cast back in time. But you wondered whether one or the other would be. Yeah, that's it. That's where you felt actually. You didn't necessarily think one of them, the Doctor losing both of them. You you sort of felt this might be that one of them would be cast back, and mm. the other one would leave sickened by the loss. Yeah, that's it. Because I thought it would have been like Rory was the one left behind. Yeah. Because there's always been that antagonism between him and the Doctor. Yeah. If something's happened to Amy. Yeah. Um, which they haven't really sort of dwelt on in, in this series with them, have they? No. Yeah, I, I think that could have been a good ending as well. But I think that's what people were expecting. Yeah. But No, but I, quite, I like it. No, I've, I've got no problem. And, and the one thing I did... Um, okay, the thing with the, with the Doctor ripping out the page. Although you could say on this one it was it was a typical Moffat because although you did have the deaths, everybody lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does not like killing people off. You know, no, put, you know, he killed them off, but of old age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually felt the whole thing with the picnic basket left in Central Park um, was a bit daft. There is no way that would still be sitting there in Central Park. <laughs> Well, you don't know because you don't know whether he went back in time to and, thirty and, seconds and, after they'd walked away, and the page would still it. be and the page would still be sitting there loosely in the picnic basket. If if it was literally only thirty seconds later, come on! <laughs> I must admit, I think I've had a couple of books from the library when I was younger from that's been previously owned by the Doctor because that's happened to me a few times. <laughs> With the final page missing. Well, actually. Um... Ash from the um, Bad Wolf Project was a, um, sort of met with him on uh, Thursday night. He was saying, did anyone notice the Tony Hancock reference in The Angels Take Manhattan? And of course, I, I realised what he was talking about. It was, it was the missing page yeah. episodes with the Lady Don't Fall Backwards book they were reading. Do you remember that one? Mm. So, <laughs> the whole thing about the missing... Yeah, so... Um, the doctor doesn't like endings, so he just rips out the pages of all these books. So, um, but okay, I, I didn't mind. And people actually, people were, were complaining about the voiceovers. Yeah, you know, one at the beginning, one at the end. But that's been a feature of this it whole has, series so far, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it hasn't bothered me to be honest. No, really hasn't. Um, I mean, it's not as bad as some of the other ones that have been slightly disjointed, and you haven't from previous series. Hmm. Thinking of um, the Silurians two-parter, or uh, the end of time. End of time. Yeah, where, where the voiceover made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, the voiceover—you couldn't actually quite work out when the voice when the voice was supposed to be speaking from. Exactly. What point in time? Yeah, was it, it seemed to be, to be at... from the future, but was still talking about the past. things to come. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah. So at least, at least the chronologicalness of this was—I'm coming up with new words now. <laughs> uh, of this was uh. <laughs> was correct in the terms of the voiceovers did actually fit what had 
yeah, that's what it. had happened. And it wasn't really a voiceover. It was more Amy reading out her yeah. final passage of the book. Yeah. Wasn't it, really? Um, and I must admit, I did like... Sort of thing you'd get if you'd get something like The Naked Gun where they turn around and say, can you stop reading that, please? And yeah. turn to the person <laughs> sitting there reading it. I think The League of Gentlemen did that best when um, he's reading that letter. Um, when B- Benjamin first goes down to stay with um, the Dentons, you know Val, yeah. Val and um, Harvey, the Toad people, um, and he's on, he's on, the, and he's seen reading this letter, and it's done in voiceover. This uh, an old lady's voice. You think it's his his aunt that's sort of reading the letter, and it's actually an old lady sitting next to him, who's just yeah. looking over his shoulder. I love that gag; it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, getting back to to this, I. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the voiceover thing, and I loved the ending with Little Amelia because that yeah. brought it full circle back to Limp there again, and it tied out that loose end. Yeah, of her because there's always that whole thing about her sitting the, on the suitcase and hearing the Tardis come back again. Yeah. So now you know what that is. Yeah. And I, I loved that. I thought that was really good, and it was good to a, a good way to bring back Kate in Blackwood as well. So yeah. Know. Unfortunately, oh. we're not, you know, we're not going to see her again. I thought, you know, I thought she was a good little actress. Yeah. So unfortunately, she she, she never got her turn in this series because that was obviously pre-used footage, wasn't it? So yeah. Ah, oh, shame, big shame. But I know we sort of, we have sort of picked holes in it a little bit, haven't we? But we have, but not in the sense of I don't know. Yeah, there's little bits in there that you'd probably change if you could. Yeah, and I, I just think there was a hell of a lot to enjoy. Yeah, I really do. I really, really do. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watching this again when I'm not thinking, what am I going to say? Yeah. About it. Exactly. Um, and that was the other thing that I'd actually sort of, sort of get, again, picking holes, was the whole, he can't go back to 1938. I couldn't quite buy why he couldn't go back and rescue the Ponds. But I think people are just assuming that it was only 1938 they got sent back to. We, they, I don't think he actually knows when they were... I think that's the whole thing. He, he didn't really know where they were sent to. No. Although you could find out when the, the the gravestone was carved. Well, that was the thing. There was no um, date, was there? No. You just said their ages. There was no date of death. Yeah. Which I think a few people picked up on. But I read somewhere that the, the dates that they... Or the ages of when they died were the years they were born. Right. So Arthur Dove was born in 1982 and Karen Gillan was born in 1987. Right. That's what I read somewhere. So I thought that, that was quite a nice little... Little thing, yeah. Didn't mind that. That was that was quite. Um, if if it's true, I don't know if, I don't know if it's true or, or, or it's just rumor. I I really don't know. But uh, well, actually, another thing I sort of picked up, and I thought it's a strange thing to sort of focus on. In this was the the bit where the doctor's checking his reflection before he goes and meets River. He's, yeah. he's check, adjusting his bow tie, checking his hair, blah blah blah, and they sort of focused in on the brass plate and lingered on it for quite some time. Mm. And I did. I paused it, and all it had was it was to do with a, um, a, a plate. And that's a, exactly why they did it. <laughs> probably was, but no, no. It was, I, I can imagine then. No, there was Saturday, something Saturday nights. Stephen Moffat was googling away <laughs> to see how many hits that came up with. Well, no, there was something <laughs> odd about it because it was something to do with a Rolls Royce engine. Yeah, but all the serial numbers, manufacturer numbers, were, were missing. I just began to wonder if that's going to come back into it at some point. It just seemed an odd thing to focus mm. in on. 
No, I, I think that's I, I, that would surprise. Well, I mean, it probably will be turn out to be something, but it just wouldn't surprise me if that's just literally. Well, Stephen Moffat having a look the next day, just googling that to see how many people have actually bothered to freeze frame it. Well, if the doctor and try and find out what the significance of it is. Well, hang on, I think it is significant because if the doctor is going to f- check his reflection on a brass plate, he would check his reflection on the one that screwed to the TARDIS, saying when the TARDIS was built. Yeah, but that's down underneath the console. Yeah, but who said? Where was this one then? I don't even know where this where this brass plate. I've never seen it before. No, but you presume it was reasonably not a reasonable eye level because he didn't. He just leant forward, didn't he? I still, I still think there's something something else to it. Or oh, we've got opposing views on that one. <laughs> you just think it's, it's something you, you rather it's about the Doctor rather having a reflective metal than a glass mirror. Hmm, could be. No, I still think there's more to it. I'm determined to, to, to get some sort of conspiracy. Because he wouldn't have a mirror, because otherwise there'd be that little girl in there looking at him all the time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that sounds quite wrong, actually. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, on that note, should we rate this? Yes, let's rate it. Okay. Well, for me, it's um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. Okay, the story, it wasn't the best story in the world, but it was really well acted. I like the, the, the full circle thing with Amy's character yeah. at the end as well. Um, and as you say, it was atmospheric in the right places. It was well directed. So for me, it gets a cyber leader. Excellent. And same for me. Excellent. There we go. Two cyber leaders this week. Fantastic. I was... <laughs> I'm glad we both agree on that because I couldn't remember what the other two were. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, at least this is series... a rating system. Even we don't remember. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> I, at least we've, we, admittedly, we've only had five episodes, but we haven't disliked any of them, have we? No. You know, we haven't dis. You know, we we've been. I know I've been especially miserable over these last five weeks. Um, <laughs> But, but what do you mean? Just just these last just five weeks? Like, do, you want, do, you want, no, do you want to have any other weeks taken into consideration? <laughs> no, just these last five. Thank you. Uh, that's all I'm submitting as evidence. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think, but I haven't disliked it. I think I found a lot of them middling. Yeah, and only a couple of them I've, I've thought I've really, really enjoyed. Yeah, but there's been, the, but even the middling ones, there's been a lot to enjoy there, but probably not enough to tip it over into the into the excellent. Category, they've all been they've all been episodes that you'd watch again if they was on. Yeah, and you may even actually feel like putting them on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's actually the, the difference. Actually, with this is they're actually all episodes that you might actually bother to put a DVD in to watch. Yeah. Whereas there hasn't been, there's been other epi- there's been episodes that you'd think in other series where you'd think that was okay, but and I'd watch it if it was on the telly again. Mm. But you wouldn't necessarily sit there and think, you know what, I want to watch now. Yeah, I really Actually, want to watch. I think these, yeah. probably all of these episodes may well come round to that. I find myself thinking, oh, actually, I could watch that. Yeah, could, yeah. I mean, I'd, I would definitely go back and watch these again. Um, yeah. which I'm going to, I think, during the week anyway, because next week, you know, we're, we're not entirely sure what we're going to do next week yet, are we? No. We, we, we think we may do a. Um, what do we think of the series so far? Show, or we might do one of the other. But we might not. Or we might not. 
We don't know yet. We might do something different. Who knows? We're bringing an air of tension to people's lives. <laughs> it's more of an air of tension to our bloody lives because we haven't got any <laughs> listeners. We've established that. <laughs> We're going to build up some deep and heavy atmospheric music. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. So if any, I mean, if we, if we have got any listeners, um, if anybody wants to write in and let us know what you think of the series so far. Please send us it. Send it into feedback at who's-he.co.uk, um, or any audio feedback as all will be appreciated. <laughs> For a moment there, I thought you were going to say what they think of the podcast so far. No, don't go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think we already know that. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, we don't get any bloody feedbacks. <laughs> can't even be bothered to tell us I hate you. They can't. Be, they can't be bothered to write that. You know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe when um, maybe they just view our podcast middling up like we like with, with us. They just get, they just get your views are not important. <laughs> it's there, but I wouldn't rush to listen to it again. Exactly, exactly. Oh dear. Anyway, um, let's not put ourselves down, Paul. We'll let our listeners do that. Yes. So, <laughs> so um. That pretty much wraps it up. So we, we we will be back next week. There won't be another two-week break again. We will be back next week. Um, we're just not sure what we've yet. No. Yeah, so we'll make our minds up during the week. So, yeah. But, uh, yes, so we will be back in a week's time. So, until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. was the Who's He podcast. Please get in touch with us by emailing feedback at who's-he.co.uk, visit our website at who's-he.co.uk and also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.